Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast. We're your host, Lisa. And Kevin. And on today's episode, we're talking about avoiding burnout by asking for help. That's what's coming up this week. Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead. Come along with us on our journey from a small suburban homestead lifestyle to our new lifestyle homesteading in the rural countryside of Southern Arizona. We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all on the Two Acre Homestead. Well, welcome back. Today is going to be a good one. Um, I'm really excited to keep digging into this topic, avoiding burnout. And today we're talking about avoiding burnout by asking for help on the homestead. But first, as we always do, what have you been up to? Pretty much the same as last week. So last week I was harvesting green beans. I'm still doing the same thing. Um, harvesting lots of flowers like my zinnias and so forth. And really, honestly, I'm just trying to keep the garden alive at this point. Um, The weather has been so hot, so miserable. Uh, And then on the inside of the house, you know, because it's so hot outside, everybody's got cabin fever. And when I say everybody, I mean really the kids um, they've got cabin fever because they're stuck inside for most of the day. Um, cause usually we'll let them play outside and usually, um, we'll have them play at this point, seven 30 in the morning, seven, seven 30, they're outside playing. And we usually will let them play until about 10 o'clock because by the time 10 o'clock, comes, it's just too hot to be out there. Um, even in the water and everything, it's just, so trying to keep everybody happy and satisfied, both in the gardens, animals, and the kids, just because it's so hot. Yeah, it's terrible. This year's been, you know, the worst for the heat and we're kind of sort of getting into that, uh, monsoon, but not really. Mm -hmm. So we're not getting that relief here. Um, you know, that'll, that'll bring the temperatures down a bit and, um, we'll actually have some green things growing in the field, but it's been terrible. It has, but what have you been up to? Um, well, let's see. So going along with the heat, our barn, um, I took some time to set that up for the animals to cool it down. So, Um, we'll talk a little bit more about something that goes along with this, but the barn, we had electrical set up in there. So I installed an, you know, small AC unit and, um, set up some fans and, uh, just cleaned it up in there in general. It's kind of hard when it's hot, but I think one night when it cooled down, um, because we actually got some rain that day, um, I was out there cleaning, just took advantage of the time, but, uh, that's been nice. Because for the animals, we've noticed for the goats, um, especially the one that's pregnant, um, Buttercup. So 
um, that's really helped her. She's actually mm-hmm. been in there during the day more. So that's been really nice. So, um, yeah, that's been what's been going on here. Um, so when homesteading, um, we wanted to get into talking a little bit more about avoiding burnout, as we mentioned, sometimes you really need to ask for help. Um, so that can be a variety of things, right? So especially when you're looking for help from somebody in the trades, um, I know for me often, you know, I want to save a couple bucks And so I want to do something myself, even if I'm not super knowledgeable about it. If it's something that I feel I can do, if it's something I can do safely, then I'll learn. And let's admit, when you do it yourself, it's so fun. It's fun. Yeah. And it's it's satisfying, too, because you look back and you and if if it's something that you had to take a little bit of time to invest in learning it, researching it, right? And when you do it and you do a pretty decent job or a really good job, you're, you look back and you go, wow, I did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, um, but sometimes what, you know, you, you know, there are things that you don't know. So for example, our, our shop. So I could have built it myself. I'm, I'm going to be honest. A few years ago, I found plans on the internet. There's this guy out this way that, he had a whole shed business and basically, you know, he's retirement time, right? So what did he do? He, he basically put his knowledge into plans. So pretty much any size shop, any type of roof you want, like, you know, I like gable roofs, barn roofs are cool because you get extra storage up there. But anyway, I've had these dreams for years of building <laughs> my own shed or building my own shop. And then we had kids. <laughs> And then we moved to a bigger property, right? (laughs) So time is a challenge, right? Um, Juggling everything that you have to do is a challenge. So, um, you know, when it comes to wanting to have put in a shop, you know, sure, I could have built it myself. I've got some plans. I could just say, I want to you know, this dimension by this dimension and this roof, boom, here's the plans. I'll figure it out. I can get a list. I can, you know, do it. I don't know, 25% of the cost of, you know, buying it pre-built or whatever, but. Well, and you like woodworking. I like, I like woodworking, you know, I got a decent chop saw. Yeah, I could, I could do it. I have, you know, the equipment to do that, but I decided instead to look at, you know, what's important. Is it important more important, I should say, to save a few bucks, or is it better to save time? So for me, the most important thing was time, because having kids, having other responsibilities like work, I do have a secular job. Um, You know, we're not making millions off of YouTube and the podcast and so on, but not yet. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you guys want to support us, but anyway, um, you know, we're not, we're not in that situation, but um, also we have spiritual activities. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot to balance. And of course with the kids, they're continuing to grow, teaching them, taking time to get down on their level, be goofy, play with them. And, you know, they, they like that and that's good for them. Um, but so for me, time was important. So I asked myself, how much time would that really take me away from 
the family and those other activities that are very important, right? So you have to weigh if um, you have the expertise in something too. So for example, I mentioned, you know, I do woodworking. I've learned over the years how to do things a little bit better, maybe some better ways to, you know, make woodworking a little bit easier, better ways to screw things together and whatnot, but I don't do electrical. You know, woodworking is is fine. I can do that. But electrical, nope, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to chance getting zapped. So mm-hmm. um, I asked for help. So the shop, I decided to basically go to a, a place not too far. They build sheds. Um, they can assemble them on site. They can deliver them. Boom. Done. Time saver. Electrician. How did I find that? My neighbor, he had actually a you know nice garage with a lift and everything built. I don't do that type of work, but he works on vehicles and so on. I think he does racing, he told me. So anyway, I text him, hey man, who's your electrician? <laughs> so he gave me the number, you know, and so I contacted him, you know, because he said he did good work. And uh, there, so I hired the electrician came out and um, actually got, it was nice. It was a bonus because he put a panel in there and then tied it to the barn that we already had. So nice. Now we have two outbuildings with electricity. So that was, that was nice. So, you know, time was important. um, And I decided to ask for help. Do you love seafood? I do. I was raised on seafood. My dad would deep sea fish every month. And as the years have gone by, I've struggled to find that same crisp, fresh tasting seafood. That is until now. Wild Alaskan Company brings sustainably caught fish off the coast of Alaska straight to your door. You'll get things like rockfish, halibut, coho salmon, cold smoked salmon, and so much more. So head on over to wildalaskancompany.com and when you go to checkout, use the coupon code 2ACRE, that's T-W-O-E, for $25 off your first order. So again, that's wildalaskancompany.com. Use the coupon code 2ACRE for $25 off your first order. And now, back to our podcast. And you know, there are two things, just as a side note, there's two things that your wife will not let you do, and that is electrical roofing and oh actually it's three things it's electrical roofing and felling trees Mm -hmm. because you know your dad and we want you around for a little bit longer you know yeah 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 none of those things i know how to do but you know i'm okay with that yeah (laughs) um and you know the other thing is you need to know how to get that help so we're here in the country um, where we're at, it's kind of hard sometimes, depending on the trade, to get. Um, if you mm-hmm. want to look for, let's say, a company that's registered contractor, 
you know, somebody reputable. We're basically between two, I'm, I'm not going to say, com, you know, huge cities, um, but they're bigger than we are. So we're sandwiched between the two about, what, 45 minutes each way. Um, so it's not really necessarily a labor shortage, but it's more of a locations shortage. So, you know, tried to call a AC company recently, you know, to come out and just check things because it's really hot. I mean, we're getting up to what, 110 plus sometimes yeah. Um, right now. And, you know, the AC unit's going to struggle a little bit to cool it down 40 some degrees. But um, it's a situation of, you know, actually that was a little bit easier than another uh, thing I needed to repair in a window. And I couldn't find a company because they didn't want to drive out here. And I told one company, hey, I mean, I'll pay you extra. Is that okay? I mean, I'll pay you extra. And the guy said, well, is this uh, part of the window that you can just bring in? And I'm thinking, I'm not going to drive 45 minutes to take the window off and what? I'm going to board it up and then <laughs> drive anyway. So um, it's sometimes difficult, right? So that's why I said if you have a neighbor, um, it's good to be in good close contact with neighbors. And I think I joked him. I said, you know, sorry, man, I'm, I think I'm just hiring all the guys you use because, you know, that way I don't have to do any work. I can just bum off of you. Right. So <laughs> I would say it's not being, it's not bumming no. off of him, but no, it's but using him as, you know, as he, a resource. I mean, it's one of those, he did some research and it's like, if he's satisfied with them, I can say, Hey man, did, did you like the work they did? And if they did and they were a reasonable price, okay, cool. Yeah. Saves me some, some headache. But anyway, um, yeah, that's and, a good way to do it. And I would say another great resource is online. Um, you know, there's different social media platforms where you can connect with people who are in your local neighborhoods um, and, you know, groups that you can be a part of um, that are where you are locally. And you can ask people online, hey, do you know of a good electrician? Do you know of, you know, a good septic company? Um, and people are more than happy if they've had good service, they're going to be more than happy to say, yeah, hey, I've got a guy you know, who can do X, Y, Z. Another source is if you are relatively new to your property, um, you, if you just bought your property and you used a real estate agent to purchase your property, check with your realtor because through your buying process, you had to have an inspection done on the property. And, um, likely your real estate agent is going to know of people locally that can do work on the home or the inspector would know someone who could do work locally on your house. Yeah. And kind of to piggyback off that, um, let's say you've bought a house and in the negotiation, there were some things like, Hey, you know, we'd either like the roof replaced or repaired or whatever it is, plumbing or, you know, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So, you know, keep a reference. If, if you, if the realtor found a good contact, they did good work, right. Jot it down. Maybe just keep a list of those types of things. So, 
you know, roofing company, plumbers, HVAC, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Keep a list. And then that way, whenever you need to go to it, you have that. And then, you know, if other situations come up, like I said, a neighbor you contact and they had some work done, landscaping or whatever it is, add it to the list. And, um, you know, that's another way that you can get that. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing I was thinking of too is don't be afraid to go to, um, the, for instance, the big box home improvement stores, look on their site and you need, if you need a garage door repaired or installed or doors or anything like that's, you know, countertops, whatever, a lot of times that's not, maybe there's something that you need done. That's not their specialty, like a garage door installation or something, but what do they do? They sub it out to somebody else, right? They contract with reputable, um, you know, guys or companies or whatever that, that do that work. So don't be afraid to contact them because they may have a resource too. And that's another way to, you know, find out who to get help from. Oh, and another place that you can find local resources too, and this is going to be very odd, but, um, and it just depends on your area. So you may want to check it out. And that is your post office, believe it or not. Um, because I know like where we are here, our local post office, you can find, um, there's like a little board that they have where people post their business cards, things that they do. And it's usually tradespeople. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can go through there and, and look to see if there's somebody, you know, for whatever you're needing help with you know, that you can hire that person. Or you can even on those same boards. Yeah. It's funny because some people may not even think that those things still exist, but maybe, especially if you're in a smaller area, that's still going to be a thing. Um, You could also put something up on that board. If you can get the permission, right. They probably tell you how to do it, but um, you could put a thing on there. Hey, I need this done and I need, you know, somebody to do it. Give me a call at whatever. And that might be another way. Sometimes people are looking for work that way. And, and now this, you know, we've been directing this more towards, you know, people who are in smaller communities such as ours. I mean, we're in a community where pretty much everybody knows each other. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're very, very small here in this community, but, um, you know, for those of you who are in the bigger suburban areas, you know, and really even for anybody everywhere, when you hire somebody and that person, you know, they, they come out, they give you a quote and let's say you like the quote and you want to go with that particular person. Do you give them all of your money to do the job or do you negotiate with that person say, Hey, you know, I'll do half down, I'll do a quarter down or I'll do it according to, you know, like how do you negotiate the the actual financial transaction? Oh, when I've worked with tradespeople, it kind of, de- honestly, it kind of depends on the person. But typically what I see, if you're working with um, a company or like the electrician, it was just a couple of guys, but he has a company and he does a lot of work in the area in the surrounding areas. Typically it seems to be half down. 
that's just kind of their standard practice. It's half down and then basically, um, you know, you pay the rest when they're done. And that's that seems to be standard. So that seems to be fine. There doesn't seem to be negotiation um, when it comes to that. Okay. So, which, you know, it makes sense. I mean, you think about it, like to do the shop, for example, they needed to buy supplies, you know, to get going and so on. And it, and it helps them. So that's fine. Okay. It's reasonable to me. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then another way too, is I was just thinking, talk to people. Don't be afraid if you go to even a smaller hardware store or I don't know, your tractor supply type of place or whatever just you know if you get to kind of know some of these people ask them you know hey i just wonder do you do you know anybody who does this type of work because i'm having trouble or i'm not sure where to look and you know those people maybe they've had work done or maybe they've heard of individuals they know somebody that's another way so there's a lot of good resources yeah to uh you know to to ask so it seems you know for sticking to our topic for this season, which is avoiding burnout. When you're considering, you know, there's a lot of things that you you need to do when you're on a homestead. And when you're considering a project, it really does. It's a really good thing if you can sit down and decide, is this something that I can do myself or do I have to bring in help? And if I bring in help, what kind of help you know, what kind of tradesperson am I looking at? Um, you know, what's their availability? How do I get that help? And um, and then you also want to know, you know, how much are you going to put down? You know, try to negotiate a price if you can. Um, but there is no shame at all in bringing in help on a homestead. And I I think sometimes as homesteaders, we tend to think that we should do it all. Like we should build every single outbuilding that's on our property or every single lean to that's on property, or, you know, we should do all of the fencing and, you know, every single thing that's on the property, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to build it all. And that's just not necessarily the case because especially if you're just trying to get your homestead set up, you know, that's a lot of work. We had, yeah, when we moved here, we had, I don't know, I think it was 600 feet of fence. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I mean, we moved here, we had dogs uh, at the time. We didn't have the setup with the chickens and everything, but that that would have been a lot to knock out with kids and everything else. Mm-hmm. Since then, sure, I've put in some fencing myself, but that was a lot of hard work. And I think I did it in about three to four days straight. And I was whooped after yeah. all and of that. Yeah, your elbows, your tennis El- elbow. Yeah, I got that, you know, mm-hmm. I don't play tennis, but anyway, I got those. <laughs> I should call it dumbbell elbows or something. It sounds... Um, no comment. So, but, you know, it, that was a lot to do in four <laughs> days. And needed to recuperate. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of goes back. You were saying, you know, is this something I can do myself? But even if it's something you say, yeah, I can do myself again, stop, analyze. Is it going to be too much? Is it going to be too much time, too much physical effort? Um, weigh it because there's there's always a cost to anything, right? This is true. You're going to be laid up in bed because, yeah. you know, you had to be, you know. 
gung ho and, and sure, get it all I can do this for my wife. And <laughs> um, so it's, I don't know, I'm really glad that I've had that dream for years to build a shop, a shed, that type of thing. But hey, it was, it was worth, you know, what it took to, to get it put in and then the electrical because mm-hmm. um, now I'm not building stuff on the, on the driveway or, you know, kneeling down on the ground, right. all that kind of stuff. So it was worth it. So it goes a long way. So basically a time saver, relationship saver, some, in some cases, right? Yeah. Family saver. Family yeah. saver. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, Hey, I, I just wanted to, you know, say it's been, I think this is a really good topic that we've been continuing to, to talk about mm-hmm. and, um, We'll have more as the season goes on, right? Yep, but we have four more weeks of this season just to give you guys a heads up. Apparently, there's a lot of ways to burn out. There are. <laughs> well, we're ta- We're really trying to focus on not burning out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we've got four, actually three more weeks of talking about burnout. And then the last week this of this season, which is last week of August, we want to hear from you all. What are your questions? We're going to be doing a question and answer. So shoot us um, a direct message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at the two acre home at the two acre homestead. Sorry. Um, and direct message us, ask us your questions and we will do our best to answer them on that particular episode. That sounds good. And just to mention this too, if you listen to us on Apple podcasts or Spotify, or we're on all those major platforms, be sure to look at the show notes for the episode you're listening to. You can get the contact information there, our web address. Um, You can also just wanted to mention this. I've put this in the last few episodes and I'll put it on this one. Um, Be sure to listen to Lisa being interviewed by Caitlin Dubin on The Homesteader's Way, Changing Careers and Building Futures. So that was a good episode. That's the Rural Woman Podcast. Yes. Yeah. So. That was a very fun interview to do with Caitlin. Yeah. It's really neat because you got to talk about, you know, what helped you what kind of inspired you to get into things like gardening and homesteading so yeah it's a good listen yeah okay (laughs) all right well thanks everybody for listening for continuing to support us and as always happy homesteading and stay safe out there